Hi, everyone, and welcome to Meet Me Downstairs. I'm your host and fellow mom, Britt, and I'm very excited to be sharing this stage with you. We are going to get real and honest about the different dimensions of postpartum life. We are going to be joined by a mixture of moms and experts in the field to discuss things like getting back into the actual act of sex with your partner, reawakening the joy of intimacy within yourself, the identity shift of motherhood, different ebbs and flows of relationships, and everything else in between. This podcast is dedicated to moms and our core purpose is to make sure that we are always honoring the woman within the mother. This forum is a place for us just to get together and discuss topics that may not be so easy to do in everyday life. So without further ado, let's get to it and I'll meet you downstairs. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we welcome the wonderful island mama, Lindy Irons, to our podcast. And she is a surfer, a mom, a mentor, and just, you know, a pretty incredible woman. And today, we're going to be talking to her about her journey to and through motherhood this far. And I'm actually going to leave it right there and just hand it over to her so that she can do a proper introduction of herself and her family. So Lindy, you take it away. Oh, hi. Thank you so much for having me. I um, really appreciate it. Um, it's such an honor to be on your podcast. I, um, my name is Lindy Irons. I live um, mostly on Kauai. I actually um, come to California and Newport Beach quite a bit now. I I have a wonderful man that I love and adore that lives here. And um, so I, I'm kind of back and forth, but um, mostly in Kauai. I have a beautiful nine-year-old son. His name is Axel, and he is just the uh, most precious blessing in the whole entire world. That's basically it. Amazing. Well, I know that, you know, sometimes talking about motherhood can be very vulnerable. So I appreciate you taking the time. And I feel like my first question is a big one, but you know, what does being a mother mean to you? Um, absolutely everything. He is just uh, the biggest joy. You know, I, I had a really tough uh, start to um, being a mother. I lost my first husband when I was eight months pregnant. So, you know, when I had Axel, I think that, um, you know, I had no idea what to expect, but, um, I, and I was still, I think, in really bad shock of the trauma of losing my husband during what was meant to be the most happiest moment of my life. So, you know, it's, it's been a, a tough few early years of mothering, but um, I'm so thankful that I have him. He's, he's my rock. He's, you know, my everything and been the most consistent thing in the last nine years that, um, you know, that I've needed after going through such trauma of losing my first husband. Yeah. And I can only imagine like what that must have been like having, you know, having a baby on my, you know, for me, that was just, so much in itself and then to deal with the additional sense of loss of somebody that you love and that's so dear and such a pivotal part like you know that's incredible that you you know you have this this view of motherhood now which is incredible 
And, you know, how were you able to kind of cope with, with the duality of this loss and then the blessing of your son at the same time? Um, I think Axel was my biggest and best distraction. I don't think I was able to even cope with the loss of um, Andy is his name. Um, it, it took me many years and many, many, many years and hours of therapy. But, um, you know, I think Axel was my biggest distraction. And I, I just remember thinking in the hospital, it's going to make me cry. But um, because I think because... I lost my husband, but and my love, but but he. But I'm so emotional. Um, <laughs> anything Axel makes me cry. Um, but I think you know he came into the world without a dad, so I thought, you know, I'm so emotional. Sorry, that's okay. I uh, I was just you know my my main concern was that was Axel and that. You know, it, it took that moment of thinking about him. It's, you know, as a mother, we're so selfless. And that was my first moment of being selfless where I just thought, okay, well, he doesn't have a dad. Yeah, I've lost my husband. But, like, you know, I just need to focus on giving Axel the best childhood I possibly can. And I kind of, like, became like a mom dad, I want to call it, because mm -hmm. I take my dad's side so serious. Um, <laughs> And it's kind of funny later now in life that, uh, that, you know, my love now, Pat, he is, he, you know, he kind of almost laughs. He's like, you're more of a dad than I am. Like, but I, I think I took my dad role so serious because I was so worried that Axel was going to miss out on how, you know, not having a dad and having Andy there in his beginning years. So, you know, I wrestle with him. I coach all his sports teams, even if I don't know about the sport. I YouTube it. Like, I had to coach his basketball team, and I YouTubed to learn how to play basketball. But, uh, you know, I I just I took those early years, you know, and just focused on Axel and just trying to be the best mom-dad I could possibly be for him. So, yeah, that's how I coped. And I... I you know, I've, I've worked really hard to overcome a lot of, of that trauma and tragedy. And, you know, I'm, I'm in a lot, a better place and it's almost been 10 years now. Well, well, it's amazing. You know, even just as you said, the selflessness that comes with motherhood and it's kind of like overnight, that sort of relinquishing of, of who you are, right? Like it's, it's in and out. I mean, you're, you're your own person. And then all of a sudden, you're you're in service of someone else right it's in it's quite an amazing thing and and um to have to go through that the way you did is you know a testament to your spirit and your being so you did an amazing job you still are I'm so yeah. grateful for your your space here with us today <laughs> and um you know in the beginning stages taking aside the, the loss and the trauma that you had, there's so much within the early stages of motherhood that are really trying sometimes. And then also there's amazing triumphs that, that kind of shine through. And the people that sort of listen to my podcast, I feel like they're listening to it in a sense to find community and, and, you know, sharing the experiences, whether they're good or bad. So when you're 
in the early stages, how, how do you kind of navigate through the ups and downs that kind of come with the territory? Axel is such a good baby and for, he is a boy boy and he's rambunctious, but um, I kind of feel like he came into the world and he knew, he knew, you know, that there was, you know, tragedy around him and death and like, he, it's almost like looking at him right when he was born, it was like, he was like my 30 year old friend, you know, like he was (laughs) so wise beyond his years, but he honestly slept through the night. And I hate saying this because moms, I know moms like don't get sleep, but uh, he slept through the night at two weeks old. And I took him back to the hospital. I'm like, something is wrong with my baby. (laughs) He's sleeping through the night. And do I wake him up? And it's, it's dark. And like, he's sleeping when he's supposed to. And you know, the, the doctor was like, no, like, you know, it's just, you're so lucky. And, you know, and throughout all his younger years, he even, um, he sleeps on demand. It's his best uh, trick. Even all my girlfriends that, you know, are around us, like just talk about it all the time. I mean, he literally, if you tell him to go to sleep, he'll go to sleep, he'll close his eyes and go to sleep. So I think, you know, a lot of the first time moms, like you struggle with no sleep and, you know, and then, and, and that is so wearing on your mental and Axel gave me sleep. I mean, I'm so thankful. So I think that was, you know, there wasn't really a struggle in, in that way, but from, you know, for most new moms, you know, I, I feel for the no sleep and I had the most wonderful girlfriends and guy friends that would literally come over to my house on Kauai and just hold Axel for an hour and I'd go for a walk or I would take a shower or my sister-in-law Mia would bring me dinner every night home you know it it was crazy how the simple struggles I think are the normal struggles I I was so lucky to be a part of such a wonderful community of mothers and sisters and even guys you know that really gave their time, even if it was for 20 minutes, an hour, whatever it was, I, you know, it really got me through those younger years. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I think it's incredible when you can even just be willing to accept help because sometimes I think you feel like you got to do it all on your own. And really, if you look back in, in history, like, you know, people were raised in tribes. So it's, you know, you need to have that, that community with you. Yeah. I actually never felt, I never felt that way. I never felt like I need to do this on my own. I, I right. never, but I think it is also being a part of an amazing community. I think yeah. when you you get it, I mean, Kauai is just like, you know, it's family. Everybody there is like an amazing friend of our community just all looks out for each other and you feel it when you live there. So I, I never thought like, I need to just do this. All. I need to, like, I always took a step back and really, you know, let the help come in, which was amazing and incredible. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of, there was a lot of good with the, you know, mm-hmm. with the pain and struggle. Of course. I mean, he's nine. And so you're actually one, I, I think one of our guests, the oldest child that they had was six. So you're coming in and you've got a nine-year-old. So I'm just really curious, you know, how has, you know, there's so many transformations of self that kind of happen just as a human being, but how has that identity kind of of mother shifted throughout these past nine years of mothering? 
I don't know if it's shifted any. I think I love him even more than I loved him the day I met him. Um, I think uh, he'll always be my baby. He's nine and I still call him my baby and he's five feet tall and five four and he's nine. I mean, he's almost like, oh it's, <laughs> it goes by so quick. So I don't know if it, anything shifts. It just, you know, it gets better and you just, you know, love, I don't know. Like I, I love him so much. Like it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, he's turned into, you know, all those phases, the, when they were little and the, the teething and the, the no phase and the, you know, the disciplining and all that, that just seems so crazy and hard. You know, if you're a good mom and you're on top of it and, you know, you encourage good behavior and teach them right from wrong, they turn out to be these like wonderful little humans at like, I want to say like eight, nine, you know, like mm -hmm. they become little, almost mini adults, but it's, you know, and all that you kind of miss the, the, the no phase and the, you know, the screaming, crying fit phase, you know, like that's, those are the, you know, that's the baby stage. And he's kind of, he's grown out of that. And he's like a little, he's like a little guy now. It's crazy. He's so damn cute. <laughs> just like this little blonde, like typical surfer boy. Like when you think of a surfer boy, that's what they look like, right? He's so sweet. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think it's interesting to hear you kind of say all of that because in my head constantly is it's just a phase. It's just a phase. And I remind myself, even when we're in a good one to like, you know, be present because, you know, he's going to shift. And then even when we're in the harder, harder phases and it's tougher to bring yourself back to that, okay, just be present because this one is still just a phase. You know, it's amazing to just hear that they, they continue to do that even up until nine. And I'm sure beyond there's all these phases that kind of come through with, with parenting and it's easy to kind of get locked in to the, to the harder ones, like the teething or the no sleep or, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, for, for moms out there who are maybe currently in one of the harder sections, do you have any advice or um, anything like that? This probably sounds terrible because I hate it to hear it, but it, yes, it is just a phase. Yes. And, <laughs> and you'll, you'll actually miss those, like <laughs> those hard phases because, you know, the older they get, the bigger, the bigger problems, the, mm -hmm. you know, it's actually more painful because it, it's, their problems are, are more adult. And, you know, Axel comes to me and asks for advice now, mm -hmm. you know, instead of, you know, it's a different kind of phase of, of, you know, being a parent. Like I, I just wish he had like a tooth growing in and that he was in pain, you know, like <laughs> I know it sounds so terrible to say, but you know, those mommies out there, it's, you just, you know, you got to breathe through it and, and know that it will change and you might even miss it. So <laughs> just, just, and you know, it's, it's tough. I know, believe me, but um, you'll, you'll miss the, the, just the softer, lighter pains of being a mother compared to the older pains, you know, it's, it's tough when they get older. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's like advice straight from the future too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty cool. And, um, you know, you being sort of like such a pillar of strength in, in the surf community, like how has that been with your son growing up and in, in that kind of spirit? 
No, um, thank you. But, um, you know, the surf community is incredible and it's such a tight knit family and I'm so thankful to be a part of it. You know, my son receives so much love in the ocean and in the water and, um, you know, it's, I just, you know, I'm thankful to be a part of such a wonderful group of people, but, um, you know, and, and, surfing is the biggest part of our life and the ocean is the most healing happy place you know I I remember when Axel was young if we were having a tough day you know there I know we did have tough days even though I said he was a good sleeper you know we would uh pack up and go straight to the beach and I feel like the second I got in the ocean it is just so healing and it just kind of resets your whole mind you know like I I think that um you know, it's just, you know, and it's so great to share that with Axel, you know, that's just, that's just what we do together. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's people out there listening that may have lost a, a partner and raising their baby and, you know, having the help of those, you know, your community around you. But as they become older and start to become more aware, like, have you had to have hard conversations with him about his dad? Very. That's been, I mean, it's been hard since the very start. You know, he's, kids are really, I've gotten a lot of, you know, therapy and help over how to talk to Axel um, the most healthy way. And from a really young age, he would ask, um, why is my dad not here? Why is my, you know, like it was repetitive and it's going to make me cry, but it killed me. You know, it was so painful to hear your sweet kid asking for his dad, you know, or why can't he come back? And he, Axel would always ask, it was, he just was repetitive. So, and I think kids are repetitive until they can process, you know, what's happening and advice like your parents so hard. Um, But uh, just to be honest, you know, I've, I've been so honest with Axel because that's what I was told it helps them the most you know don't fib and say oh yeah he's coming you know in a few months or you know Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. I had to say from the start you know the honest truth and sorry kids are a lot more resilient than we are like I'm still it's been it's been years and it still kills me but um you know I think just being honest and you know kids kids want the truth they don't want to be you know, sugar-coated too in life, and you know, and the questions are still at nine; they're getting harder. But it it, it went; it was sweet. There are moments like you know, what was his favorite color? What was his favorite surf spot? And I am lucky that most of his his life is documented, you know, because of his surfing career. So Axel, he goes through phases where he wants to watch him, and he does, and and then you know, kind of he it makes him sad and he's really honest you know like I'm sad I miss my dad I miss this I wish you know like and we cry together and we get through it but um if yeah if there's any advice to give parents it's it's, I think it's just way harder on us you know it's just to be strong and be honest that's what kids want is the honest truth yeah well thank you for sharing that and that kind of leads into my sort of like last section. So this podcast, you know, I really created it as a way to 
to let people know that they're never alone, no matter what they're going through in their motherhood experience. Like you have company, somebody knows what you're feeling right now and, and you don't ever have to go through anything alone. And, and beyond that as well, to make sure that you're always honoring the woman within the mother, like that person in you that needs to be filled amongst everything else, like, you know, taking time and space to create, you know, love for, for her. And, you know, when you're saying that you just have, you know, you have to be strong and, and the strength that it takes to do what you did, you know, how have you kind of like allowed like love to come into all of that for you, like your self care, like how do you, or how maybe how, how has your relationship with that woman and you been cultivated through all, all these years? Right. Well, I think uh, when, when I had Axel, I think, and put in the situation I was, I was kind of, you know, I, I, or I lived Andy's, my first husband's life. I, you know, I traveled the world. I, you know, I enjoyed every second. I loved, you know, supporting him in his sport and the contests. You know, I, I just, I, I loved, you know, my life before, but it, it was all focused around him and his career and everything, which I, you know, I loved and adored him and everything about it. But um, when I had Axel, I feel like, and then, you know, losing him, I feel like, you know, the, someone really took my whole life and crumbled it into a piece of paper and tore it up and then like threw it back at me like, okay, well, now you need to start over, you know, you're not really just a new mom, but you know, you, this isn't the life, you know, I was, I'm, I'm living anymore. I'm not, you know, it, it, my whole life changed in that literally in those two weeks. And so I think I've slowly built my life around maybe like who I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be. I, I had a swimwear line and sold it a couple years ago. Um, I started a foundation in Andy's name and, you know, I, I, I'm in a place where I can, I let love into my life and I met an incredible man that is, you know, I'm so thankful. So I feel like, you know, just being a a mom has really just pushed me into a whole nother level and chapter in my life of just really like you know, figuring out who I am. I think Axel, I think he did that to me. He just made me realize, I think you were saying that earlier, just it, they make you realize who you really are almost, or, you yeah. know, it, you go in a different direction in life because of your children. They bring out the best in you. They make you want to be the best person and the best mother. And, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. And I, I maybe I'll have to thank Axel today. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Creating a woman in <laughs> But it is really amazing. And yeah, I was mentioning to you, I think even before we were recording that, you know, my life, if I thought like if I pictured it before having my son, I don't think I would be doing any of the things that I'm doing right now. But, he's right. Sort of, yeah. you know, like I wouldn't have started this podcast. I just got my doula certification, you know, to help birthing mamas. And I would never well, I didn't even know what a doula was like what. So he kind of just came in and he unlocked this side of me that had such deep purpose that I didn't even realize was there so it's yeah he's really bringing me home to my to myself and I thought it would maybe be the other way around or maybe that I would lose myself and even though in the beginning 
I was, you know, you know, having whatever hormone shifts and emotions and all this kind of stuff. I didn't feel like I was losing me, if that makes sense. hundred percent. You know, there's a sense of missing my old self and like the freedom that I used to have before him, but never like, I don't miss the person that I was before him. I think, you know, yeah. I agree. I totally agree. You know, I think Axis just made me blossom into this. This is who I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing. And that is, you know, running a nonprofit foundation and giving back to the community that gave me so much, you know, in these last 10 years. And that's, you know, that's where I'm at. And I, I think it's, be, I think you're a hundred percent right that it's, you know, they give us so much purpose and want to do better and want to be better. And, you know, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And so even just, you know, with your, your self-love mm-hmm. and I'm sure that that has changed throughout the years, but how do you kind of find time and space to, to prioritize her now? Like, has that gone easier the older that Axel's got? Oh gosh, way easier. Yeah, so, I bet. <laughs> any hope? It's uh, he he actually Axel actually uh he he tells me like, mom, maybe you should go get your nails done today. Maybe oh. you should go get a massage. Like he actually puts it out there, but I think he sees how um happy it makes me and what a better mom I am if I just go and get my nails done or go get a massage or take yeah. a moment, a walk, a run. Um, it's crazy that he can, I think he can actually, you know, notice the shift and change and maybe my parenting, maybe I'm a little nicer, but, uh, (laughs) but I, um, you know, and every night he knows, uh, and it's been like this since day one is, um, I take a, a bath and I read one chapter in my book. Like I'm just a huge reader. I love to read. And if I can just do that, it actually calms my whole being and I can go to sleep at night. So that that's my one thing that I've done since day one. And I remember even when he was a newborn, I would just place him in his little carrier next to my bath. And um, I, that's just always been my, my self care since, since day one, but I, I, I swear it gets better and easier. And I, I give, you know, I just want to give him more, uh, you know, when they get a little bit older, you, you need to give them a little bit more freedom. So I, you know, he goes to his friend's house and with his little freedom and the freedom I give him, um, I'm able to have a little bit more freedom as well. So it's, you know, it's healthy for the both of us. It's cool, but I promise moms it gets easier. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that actually brings me to another question because I mean, I'm sort of like wrapped up in this almost one-year-old like (laughs) stage that we're in right now, but how do you, find the strength to be like okay here's freedom like I feel like I am so nervous for that like to be able I mean maybe it just naturally you kind of get there versus me thinking letting my one-year-old just like frolic on his own but but yeah like was that a weird shift or was that kind of like a progression that just happened um it's been the hardest and I think I'm a late bloomer in that department because I am like the most protective mom and I have always kept him so close to me. So um, I think in your younger years, when you're teaching your kids right from wrong, um, you know, there's, there's just a lot of lessons in teaching when they're, 
when they're young to be able to go into this next phase of trusting that they make good decisions that the, or that they're around kids that don't do bad things and like teach your kids bad things. Like it's, it's, it's been the hardest for me to, you know, this, that's been the hardest phase for me, but also when they're little, I mean, you're, you're just a baby, but you know, he has the most awesome little crew of, of little buddies on Kauai. And I, I feel like as parents, we can almost choose those little buddies, you know, that, uh, you know, yeah, we can true. choose their sweet friends at a young age. And, um, you know, I just, we have just such a, a great little circle of, of little friends and he has little girlfriends that, you know, that I trust the families and, you know, so it's, it's been an easier transition there with giving him a little bit more freedom, but um, believe me, I was a, a little late bloomer in that department. <laughs> I, I keep close. I still do, you know, he's my baby, my one and only. And you guys, I must like, I feel like your relationship must just be so tight knit and incredible having, having gone through what you guys went through, you know, so it must just be extra. Yeah. I always think that too. Like, you know, if it was another situation and there was you know, someone there, then we wouldn't probably have the kind of bond that we have. And it is like tight, you know, he's, he probably knows me better than I know myself. And, you know, it's, it's funny, it's hard as moms, we're like, oh, what's the healthy, you know, boundaries that you keep for your kids. And I, I think I, I was one of those moms that was like, oh my God, like, don't let your kids sleep with you. Like you need to teach them at a young age to soothe themselves or cry themselves to sleep. And I've never been that mom. I'm like the complete opposite of what I thought, you know, like he slept on my chest until he was like two and we, you know, he still sleeps with me. I mean, now, you know, it's, he's bigger and he's trying to, you know, he has his own room and does his own thing. And it it kills me. Like I go in and check if he's breathing still at (laughs) night. I'm like, I don't think that ever goes away. Probably okay, until- well, that's good. Because even, <laughs> even now my son, he does sleep in his own room. But I'm up like multiple times a night looking at the monitor. And I'm like, okay. I mean, occasionally I will go in there. <laughs> but- no, I still like put my hand on his back or yeah. chest to make sure he's breathing. I'm like, yeah. this is so crazy. He's nine. I'm like, I, you know, but you just, you worry. But we are, we're, we're very tight. That's pretty cool. And, and, you know, the, I feel like as, as they get older and they're molding into, into new people, you know, I think it's so easy sometimes as parents to feel like, you know, we have to kind of control who they're going to be versus, you know, allowing them to be who they are and supporting them through that. So like, how has that kind of been in the sense of like, just raising a good human? That's so true. I think um, just teaching your kids right from wrong um, and to have empathy and sympathy for other humans um, is the most important, you know, like everything else will fall into place and they'll be whoever they're going to be and do whatever they want to do. But I think as long as you teach them good morals of life of just being a kind human and, you know, and, you know, that's, that comes, I think, later. I think Axel yeah. still young, and you know, to keep them active, like I can, you know, he does every sport and he's the, surfs every day. Um, but I just think teaching right from wrong and really talking to your kids. You know, I think I came from a generation where, you know, I, I didn't 
I wasn't talked to or explained to, you know, so I go out of my way to really explain things to Axel and be honest with him. And it's worked, you know, he's, he's just, he's a really good human that has a lot of empathy for mankind. And that's just, that's all I, I care about. And that's what everyone says about him. So that's just, you know, I just think teaching at a young age is, it, it's the hardest job, but the most important job is mothers to really, you know, teach at a young age the importance of being kind and right from wrong yeah that must just be yeah I feel like that would be a really tough thing and you know I'm watching and there's so many outside opinions and it's hard because you're like oh well this you know this proclaimed person says that this is the right way to do this and then another person and then you're dealing with family members who are sharing their stuff and so it's it's kind of trying to pick and choose, I guess, in a way what works for you and then trusting your own intuition as a, as a mom on just how to guide this little person. Totally. And I feel like the more honest and transparent we are as mothers, uh, the more helpful we are to each other because I wouldn't know a quarter of the things I didn't know if I just like, you know, called every single one of my friends. Is this normal? Am I supposed to be doing this? You get, yeah, you're right. You get all their opinions and then you kind of, you kind of go with what feels right on in your insides. And, you know, we all have mommy guilt is what you Mm -hmm. want to call it. You're always wondering and questioning and second guessing yourself. But I think as moms, we know deep down and in our gut, what, what's the right thing to do for our kids. So you know, it's, we live in a real judgmental world, but um, as long as you, you know, just have really solid girlfriends around you that, you know, are, are helpful and give good advice. And you have this podcast for women to listen to, which is amazing. I, you know, I think we just need to be a little bit more uplifting and kind to each other as mothers. I agree. And it's amazing to, um, I think I've said this in one of my other podcasts, like how, you know, there's this awful stereotype and perhaps maybe it was like this in the past that women don't like to help women, but I actually think the complete opposite now. Like I feel like there's just, or maybe there's just a new shift where women are feeling empowered to share and feeling empowered to be vulnerable and to be honest and to help each other. And it's been such an incredible like experience having this podcast and talking to all these different people who are just like willing to lay down all their guards and just kind of say, here is where I'm at. And here's how we can do this together as like a community, like of women raising babies. And even without like taking babies aside, like, you know, just as women, like I'm going to support you guys. Just being a, a, a mom, a single mom, you know, I'm really in tune even with especially I fly a lot. So, you know, if I see a mom struggling on the airplane with, you know, she has three kids and it's just her and a baby's crying and one is kind of freaking out. Like I always get up and go and help mothers. Cause even, I mean, it's just like instinctual now because yeah. I know what it's like to, you know, baby's crying, this is happening and you just need a moment. So I, I, I agree. I think that I support women like, you know, tenfold especially mother you know like than I did before I, I I don't think I was I didn't really understand you know what it was like to be a mom so yeah I think at this age and this time like I think all the women around me too are so uplifting like yeah I think it's that's shifted a lot too which is awesome 
and just the respect that I have for a woman now. Like I, I had my first, well, not my, but it was my first doula birth, um, like a week ago. And I mean, it's one thing to kind of go through it on your own, like to go through that experience of, you know, pushing your baby or birthing your baby, however you do, like that's freaking wild in itself. But to watch another woman live, like go through that and see the strength that it takes to have a baby. It just, I'm like in awe of the feminine form. Right. Like every shape. Yeah. Oh, I'm bummed. I didn't get to... I didn't get, I had a doula and that was my, my birth plan, but you know, with my circumstance, they thought it was healthiest to get Axel out sooner with the C-section. So I didn't even have a birth pain. I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> Every birth is birth, however it was meant to be. But yes. Okay. Well, my last question is what is something people might not know about you? Like the woman, Lindy? Well, I'm going back to school for the first time. I'm studying psychology. I want to be a psychologist. Um, That's amazing. I, yeah, thanks. That's, I mean, I, uh, I just, you know, I've been through so much that I feel like, you know, it's, it's my calling and maybe what I, I need to do other than my nonprofit. I, I want to be able to give back and help others that are possibly have gone through the same trauma of losing someone they love and you know being a new mom and all that so I guess that's it that's incredible wow that's very cool well congrats on the new pathway thank you and um and your nonprofit. maybe you could share a little bit about that with us too yeah I started um the Andy Irons Foundation to give back to um mostly uh all the islands in Hawaii. I'm starting with Kauai, but I want to help kids that um, have uh, learning disabilities, um, either drug abuse or mental illness. And also um, I do a lot of stuff for the community. Um, you know, I fundraise for the community and give back, but yeah, I, I started that about maybe two years ago. Um, and it's probably been, you know, uh, the best part of my life so far, other than having Axel, I really enjoy it. And I enjoy giving back to our community. And, you know, it's, it's, I think it's what life is all about. And it's giving back and giving back to your community, especially. So that's what's kind of gotten me into this next phase of life of wanting to go back to school and give back even more. Yeah, well, that's beautiful. It's all coming full circle. Yeah, I feel like my is actually just just beginning in a way, or I feel like I've lived maybe like 10 lives. <laughs> and this so you're is my, starting the new one. <laughs> my 11th life. Um, no, it's just yeah, so many chapters in, in life. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for this, this next chapter. That's for sure. Well, I wish you all the luck in the world with it. So that's very cool. And um, I think we could probably wrap up here, but if there's anything that you want to share or tell us about or any last, you know, pieces of advice to kind of round out our chat, please let me know. Um, I think um, if I were to tell maybe my younger, you know, or tell a mom that a new mom, you know, the baby stages are hard. You're you'll get through those. I promise <laughs> they're only uh, phases, but um, I think the best and big 
best lesson that I ever gave Axel was to be fully alive and to live life to its fullest. And, you know, I put aside so much of my pain and trauma to, to show Axel that like, you know, life is wonderful and let's go to the beach and let's plan for this trip and travel here. And I started that. I mean, I started traveling and moving around when he was three months old. Like I felt instantly like I just needed to, you know, just, just to be alive. And I'm so lucky that, you know, that I'm here and that, you know, life is just fragile and short and precious and we just need to live it to the fullest. Yeah. That's very wise words. It's so easy to take it for granted. Yes. And, and to get stuck and, you know, you get stuck in your, these hard phases of being a mother, but, you know, try to switch it up and do something positive, you know, make a trip to go to the park or to the zoo or, you know, like try to, you know, just try to show your kids to live life to its fullest, I guess. Yeah. Well, amazing. Thank you so much. I can't even begin to express like you've been so vulnerable with us and sharing and it's truly an honor. So I really appreciate you doing this with us, Lindy. Thank you. Thank you so much. It warms my heart every week to see all of the amazing countries that are represented in our listening. It's amazing that I get to connect with all of you through different stories of mothers and I can't wait to continue to bring incredible stories to you. If you're really enjoying these episodes, I really hope that you'll subscribe and leave a review because I love, 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 love to hear what you guys think. And also, if you have suggestions, feel free to leave them or DM me on Instagram. It's a community that we're building and it's one that I'm so incredibly proud of. Thank you so, so much for your support. And I can't wait to continue to build our relationship episode by episode. I'll see you next week.